Hey there, folks. It's JR. Thank you for listening to the JR Show podcast, and we've got a very special one. Let's just say it took a month to set this up, and I had to go through my buddy Toby Mac to even get this. Toby Mac golfs with comedian Nate Bargatze. All of us here in our building are huge fans of Nate Bargatze, and so to, to get this interview was just like, you know, top shelf. I do have to warn you, though. The chat that hit the radio is one version. The podcast is just everything we spoke about, so just a little forewarning. He's got two Netflix specials now, Greatest Average American and The Tennessee Kid. Let's get into it. Mr. Nate Bargatze. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, will you please put your little paws together unless you're driving for my favorite comedian on the planet, Mr. Nate Bargatze. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. We're driving right now. Yes. Uh, On the road. Let me set this up by saying when you started doing, you know, major TV talk shows and Joe Rogan the other day, I knew my shot of having you on the show was done. And then I heard that you golf with my longtime friend and former neighbor, Mr. Toby Mack. Yes, yes. And uh, it was it was Toby. The best. I mean, Toby's yeah. Toby hit me up. It's uh, Toby's a wonderful dude, and uh, it's you know I, I, I you know I was a big fan of Toby. Obviously, Toby's like DC Talk was my that's my age. I mean, I'm 42. Yeah. I mean, DC Talk. Hey, he's everybody's age. But when they were the biggest thing ever, that was when I was the. I mean, it, it was it was he was talking to me, so getting to know him has been great. Yeah, um, Nate, I did a uh, uh, or I remember the day I was 16 years old and uh, Jesus Freak had just come out. So up until that point, we only had uh, we had Free at Last on cassette. And I remember my buddy bursting through the door like a huge Seinfeld deck, you know, Kramer walking through the door, and 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 my buddy yelled, "It's not rap!" And uh, <laughs> he he held up this Jesus Freak compact disc that wasn't rap, and it blew us away. Wow! Yeah, so. yeah, I remember having. Yeah, I had that too. Like, yeah, it's crazy. My first concert was uh, not DC Talk, but it was Michael W. Smith. Was my first concert. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, there's a group of us here uh, on staff that uh, basically you are show prep for the JR show. Your podcast, the Nate Land podcast, is show prep for my JR show. Great. If uh, if the podcast starts, you know, tanking, you're going to find my ratings tanking as well. So I, you know, <laughs> um, and there's a group of us. We need you. <laughs> yeah, right. I will be when you do your Florida. Let me know. I'll come and give you know. <laughs> uh, there's a group of us air staff that like bought tickets. We're going to be at the Naples show. So, um, Oh, great. Oh, great. I'll see you there. Yeah. Um, let's lead off with this. If your daughter Harper showed an interest in comedy, would you try to detour, uh, deter, deter her? I feel like you on your podcast here. Um, or would you embrace it and help her on her way? I, I would embrace it. I mean, my, my parents were very helpful for me when I started comedy. Like, uh, with my dad being a magician, so he, I mean, they kind of got it. And so that was a huge thing for me. They let me waste all their money on these dumb contests. I was like, I've got to do these contests or I'm not going to make it. Like, you know, just all this kind of stuff. And they would they would pay for me to enter these contests or if I was somewhere and buy me tickets to comedy shows when I was trying to do it. Uh, so 
I think I would be very supportive. I mean, you know, I'd be very nervous because I get nervous if my dad opens for me just because you're afraid if – what if they don't like him or something, which is impossible because he destroys and they, they feel like they like him more than me. So I would I, – I, I think I'd be very, very – I think I'd be supportive of it. I want her to do whatever she wants to do. Right. Uh, but I would be – it'd be tough not to be – you know, like just kind of looking over her shoulder the whole time. <laughs> I would have a hard time letting her just go. Right. Um, as a as a radio host for half of my life, Nate, uh, this question is one I relate with. Um, does your wife have a list of places you're forget forbidden to go content wise? You know, not completely. I mean, maybe I wouldn't talk. You know, something about her parents. I would kind of be a little reluctant to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm clean, so I don't talk about anything yeah. bad besides the fighting and stuff. I mean, there hasn't been. She's been very good. I've gotten in a good rhythm of knowing when to tell her that I'm doing something about her. So, like, I kind of – I don't do it right after. I you kind of do it. You got to let the <laughs> – if you're in a fight, you got to let it, let, let it all kind of die down, and then you bring it up at a much later time. Yeah. Cause it equ- like I'm doing it. Yeah, because it equals money for the family if it works, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell her that, I mean, all the time. So, because yeah. <laughs> I, I always think it's crazy to be like, we made money on that. Like, it's all, you know, that fight's on TV. How crazy is that? You know? <laughs> um, Nate, we mentioned your very popular podcast, Nate Land Podcast, to our, to our audience. Um, you know, it's, it's Nate, Aaron, and Barbecue. Uh, you spend the you spend the first part of the podcast reading listener questions. I have to tell you, one time I tried to write in a question and it didn't make the episode, but I'll tell you what my question was about, okay? Okay. My producer, Alexa, she's actually in the room right now, her and her new husband, uh, she'll, they'll be joining us in Naples for, for the show in June, but she's a huge fan as well. Um, she is a hardcore grammar police. Like, she is the captain of the grammar police. Um, uh, a UF grad, you know, Florida grad, and feels that it's her role to rid the world of bad grammar. But one of your podcast listeners commented on your podcast. She was a teacher in China that said your use of good and well is so bad her Chinese kids have better grammar and English. Uh, Alexa would con- would concur. It drives her crazy in your latest uh, episode, Greatest Average American. She's like, it was killing me every time he used good and well wrong. This is my caution to you, Nate. Do not give in. Stay how you are. I am ruined forever because I now, I I correct people and I don't care at all about grammar. It's too late for me, so don't don't go there. Is what I'm saying. Don't go. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is it is. I do not use it good. Is it her? It's uh, I don't use. I don't know if I use the word well often. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, some of it's because I, I I say well kind of southern and it's kind of confusing for people to say but what's funny is it's sometimes it's your rhythm that's why you do it in comedy is because it's the rhythm of it and when i'm clean and i'm not using curse words so sometimes like i need like real good is a good rhythm to end a joke on yeah and so that's where yeah but i mean i i try to make sure i see i mean i am helping people like they know hey you don't want to sound like that guy <laughs> right <laughs> Well, I was nervous when that teacher commented. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to change. And then he's going to start correcting Aaron. He's going to start correcting Brian. I'm like, you don't want to go there. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't think I have the education to correct anybody. So I'll be all right. 
That's awesome. All right. And your latest uh, special, Greatest Average American on Netflix, you talk about the fact that your daughter sleeps in the same bed with you and your wife because, you know, your tour schedule, you're only with them so often. Um, And I I just want to talk about that for a second because I'm a guy that I sleep in a bunk bed with my 11-year-old son because of a horrific snoring habit and my wife is a light sleeper. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, you, you can, got pushed out. <laughs> yes, because you know she's she's like you every night. Like I'll wake to she's like I'll wake to anything, and you're sawing logs. Like you can't sleep in here. So I'm like, where do I go? You know. And yeah. uh, my son has his bunk bed. He sleeps up top. I sleep down below, and it works for us. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Uh, do you take any sort of abuse on that, or do you care? You know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'd imagine your son's gonna probably have to deal with that later on in his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's gonna, that, that memory's going to come back to him when he's like 30. Yeah. He's like, you know what, maybe my, because my dad snored on the bunk bed with me. When I was, uh, but it was, you know, I do the same thing. My wife will sleep in the uh, guest bedroom. You know, we only have one kid, so she'll sleep in the guest bedroom. And she started doing that. I think that happens more in marriage than people realize. Like, you know, once you're married and you're like, I love her, like, we're not not leaving her. And then you start going like, but I do want to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) It becomes less like, you know what? She'll sleep in there. She sleeps great because she can kind of do the same thing. And then I go to bed so late. I mean, I mean, my my daughter's been telling me I've been snoring, though. Just recently I found that, like, she goes, you always wake me up in the morning when you snore. Because I am... At my dentist's sleep at like eight when they are, you know, when they are getting up because I go to bed so late. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it's you know, it's we have to always look at it. We got to enjoy this time. They're not going to. They're not going to want us to share a room with them forever. Yeah. So you got to kind of get the chances when you can. That's what I tell my wife every all the time. She says, yeah. She thinks they should be, you know get back in her own room yeah that was a great part of the special though uh you know she's gonna be 37 and her kids are gonna be upstairs asleep <laughs> her husband already yeah, took right. off <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great let me finish with this last one nate as a radio host i've spent my entire life well since i was 20 years old in seattle working at a radio station being groomed sort of like your new york days in comedy where that was me sleeping on the floor of a radio station in seattle and, um, you know, learning the craft, observing people who are better than you. And now I do about four or five shows around the country every day. I cannot shut off. When I view the world, when I leave this building, to the time I go to sleep, to the time I wake up, everything is potential content for my job. And it makes you kind of crazy because you can never, you could be at Disney World on the, It's a Small World. You can't just enjoy the kids singing. You're constantly thinking, oh, I wonder if the employees ever sneak in. You know, can you ever shut that off in regards to, hey, this could be a joke? You know, uh, you can't. It's hard. You're always kind of looking for it. For me as a comedian, the only thing that I can feel kind of shut off is like when I, so like right now I'm building a new hour. So when I go to Naples, I will be doing a new hour because you got to, you, that's what you got to do. After you do a tape special, you got to figure out a whole new hour and stand up. And, uh, once I feel like I got that hour, that's the only time I can feel a little shut off because I, I kind of got it. So I, you're not, I'm not searching for material. Like right now, it's not cut off. I'm looking for material everywhere. 
What's tough for you is you have to come up with stuff every day, and that never stops. Yeah. So that that it'd be tough for you to ever really not saying I ever would turn it off either, but I at least can't have some point where I'm just kind of making the material really good. Like so, it's like I have the material. I've kind of done all the gathering, yeah. and now I'm doing the building. Uh, but for you, I mean, I wish I had better news for you. I don't. I don't <laughs> you can't turn it off. I mean, you have to create. <laughs> so many hours like you gotta be you know yeah. you gotta be on the on the lookout at all times yeah oh Nate I apologize if you gotta go but I missed one question right here this will take 60 seconds oh, to you... yeah. okay um, as a faith based station I think I would be missing an opportunity not to ask you this uh, uh, being in New York as a believer can you just talk to us about how tough that was to you know obviously that scene the comedy scene in new york when you're a person of faith can you just talk about how you know difficult that that was that season yeah it was when i first when i moved it was just a shock you know i always would say like growing up in the south uh you would ask people what church they went to over before high school that was just normal you know and no one didn't believe in god no one uh, and not saying that there weren't people like that, but I just wasn't around people like that. Yeah. And uh, and when I moved to New York, it was like people would get you know upset about it. They'd be they'd be mad that you're a Christian and all this. And so I know sometimes people can take it where they turn against their Christian beliefs to kind of be like, well, I'm gonna maybe they're right. But I mean, I always looked at it like, why? Why? If, how are they right? And then I'm wrong. And then, you know, you got to just truly believe it. And there are a lot of Christians, a lot of Catholics in uh, New York, but it's definitely, it was definitely a challenge at first when I first moved. Just is just kind of a pretty big culture shock to just be like, well, this person's mad I'm a Christian. <laughs> not that they, you know, not that they're just not a Christian. Right. They're angry about it. Yeah. And so you got to just, you know, you kind of get challenged in your beliefs and, uh, you got to just sit there and just go, no, I, I'm, I believe I am right. And you don't judge. That's just the funniest part of it. They would always be the ones that judge you. They think you're the ones, right. you're the judging one. <laughs> and then they are. And so you got to just go, you just got to be comfortable and confident in that, in your beliefs. And, uh, you, you know, grow from that and you come out of it. And yeah, yeah I would always joke and tell them, look, I mean, they're going to go to hell anyway, so it doesn't matter. What they, <laughs> I, would tell, I, would tell, I told my buddy that about being a Christian. I said, well, I think we should hang out now because I know once we die, we're never going to see each other again. So, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, guys, will you, guys, will you come up here real quick? The, I got two of the two of the staff members here are going to be at the show in Naples. And Steve, the, my buddy Steve, the mechanic, is is who he is on the air. He's right here in Lex, the producer. We are – did you tell me, Steve, at the show in Naples, we are – terrified that we are gonna you're gonna call one of us like you do at comedy <laughs> yeah, shows you know. would you do no, it do it you won't happen okay yeah no, heckling no, is what no, we call I'm it not, right yeah yeah it's uh i've never i'm not that comic there's a lot of comics that do that now i don't if something happens i i, I can't see that but i'm uh i'm a kind of i do my act and okay. it's a show Okay. So I'm, you're, if you're up front, you'll be, you will be safe. Okay. So there, there is no audio splash zone, so to speak. No, not for me. But there's, there is. A, I know there is comics that 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 love. I got a lot of friends that do that, and they love it. And that was. But I, I, I always was very nervous about that when I first went to comedy shows. So I always remember that feeling. Yeah. And so I never really do it. I mean, if something happens, 
It's yeah. something happens. Yeah, like if an airplane or a helicopter flies over, we're probably going to call it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're probably going to talk about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right, NateBargatze.com if you live in Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa Bay, or where else are we on? I forget. <laughs> but uh, when, when the tour... Yeah, everywhere. When the tour rolls through, that's a good place to go, NateBargatze.com. And uh, we're going to put a swipe. Alexa, can you put a swipe up on the JR Show Instagram for the Nate Land podcast? Yeah, absolutely. It is It is show prep for this show. Nate, can you please tell Toby Mac I behaved myself? Yes, I will. I will. It was wonderful talking to you. That was, it was great. Awesome. Hey, Nate, appreciate the time. We'll see you in, uh, see you in a few weeks. Yeah, see you in a few weeks. Well, what an absolute treat. I want to say a big thank you for Toby Mac for hooking that up and a big thank you to Nate Bargatze for doing that chat. Links to his website where you can get tour information, links to his podcast are all in the show notes. That's uh, that's below here. Don't forget to hit subscribe to the JR Show podcast to be updated when new content is up. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. We also appreciate that five-star rating. Tell your friends, tell your grandma. If you share this on Instagram, we'll send you a JR Show t-shirt. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, hit subscribe, and we'll catch you next time. Peace, peace, peace.